Hello, everybody. This is uh, Clarence Rick Napier, the CEO of 321 BizDev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. And uh, 321 BizDev is a sales training. 321 BizDev is a sales system training company, and we also provide business development services to white collar small business owners, which include attorneys. CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers. Our consulting firm is bilingual. We provide our services in both Spanish and English. And my direct number toll-free is 833-321-3212. And if you are a Spanish-speaking business owner and you want to at least start the conversation in Spanish, even though you speak English, uh, we do accommodate uh, Spanish language business owners. Our vice president is Jaylene Rodriguez, and she is uh, both very proficient in English and Spanish. Her telephone number is 786-697-3400. Today's podcast episode is titled, and it's also an article on our, on our blog. The title is, If You Fear Looking for New Clients, Then It Is Questionable you are a true business owner. Now, the rating on this article and podcast episode is red. Yes, business owners, red meaning most small business owners will not like this gut punch episode that I'm about to deliver because the content is 100% true. However, a few business owners who seek to improve sales performance will appreciate uh, the facts highlighting that 95% of white-collar small business owners are scared to death to talk about their company's products and services. They simply will not talk to people about their companies. And, and the sad part, they don't train their company employees to talk about the company's products and services. But I do understand what the problem is, and we will get to what the problem is at the end of the episode. Based on recent feedback from readers and podcast listeners, about 5% of white collar small business owners truly want to overcome the obstacles to promoting their businesses. Then there's another 5% who are very successful at adding clients to their white collar uh, practices. You know, the old definition of a business owner was a man or a woman whose main goal was to grab market share. Increasing market share means if you had 15% of all the business in 2020, the goal for 2021 was is to increase market share to 20% or higher. For some reason, this concept is totally lost by today's business owners. And I don't really understand it. But then again, I kind of do. Who would want to be in business to have 1% or less of the market where 100 competitors exist, all vying for those customers? In fact, if a business owner has 1% of the market year after year, this really means that the business owner is primed to be put out of business by any one of the competitors deciding to step up to the plate and act like a true business owner. A true business owner, especially a white collar small business owner, 
gets up every day and tries to get more business than his or her competition. And I truly mean that. And I and, and for some reason, like I said, especially over the last 15 years, it seems like looking for new clients in this white collar small business environment, it's like taboo. It's it's a damn shame to be honest. I mean, to be really honest with you, it's a damn shame to see so many white collar small business owners running away from the fact that they need more clients. If the business owner is not making an effort to increase revenue more than the competition, then he or she is not really a business owner. This person in charge of the company, the CEO, the president, the principal, the sole proprietor is really an order taker. That's right, listeners. The white collar small business owner who is running the law firm, the CPA practice, the dental practice, the plastic surgery center, the insurance brokerage, and the real estate brokerage. They are really basically acting like an order taker. An order taker just waits for a potential customer to call or stop by the office. The order taker hardly ever thinks he or she should proactively find more customers or clients. And like I said, I'm specifically referring to white collar small business owners, business owners who can make $1,000, $5,000, dollars or more per transaction. Hopefully people will understand where I'm coming from. It is disturbing to me that white collar small business owners spend $300,000 or higher for college degrees, graduate degrees, and specialty certifications just to do little to nothing to proactively find more clients. Let's say a white collar small business owner can make $10,000 on each transaction. You would think logic, motivation, and the sheer financial excitement and the profit potential of selling something for $10,000 per transaction would urge business owners to identify as many freaking clients as possible to generate as many $10,000 transactions as possible. I think I know what the obstacle many white collar small business owners have. They have this employee mindset even after receiving these high power degrees and certifications. They never received business development training in their higher degree specialty certification curriculum. So upon graduation and certification, white collar small business owners expect potential clients will come knocking on their doors and ringing their phones off the hook. And I just want to let white collar business owners know today, January 17th, 2021, it never works out that way where consumers will call an attorney, a CPA, a dentist, a plastic surgeon, an insurance broker or real estate broker so much that a su sufficient number of products or services will be purchased without white collar business owners putting in any effort. Now I know what people are, or, or, are probably thinking. 
I know a very successful attorney. Well, you might know an attorney who's very successful at, you know, going to court and solving cases, but there are two sides to a white collar small business owner being successful. Hell yes, the white collar small business owner can go to court and, and solve the case and, and, and get a verdict or get some type of relief for their customer. Hell yes, a CPA knows uh, how to do uh, bookkeeping and accounting and, and all those IRS uh, codes to make their, their client or business owner look good on the books and, and not have to uh, experience any significant pain from an IRS audit. Hell yes, a dentist can do a great job reconstructing the, the, the mouth and the teeth so that that person will come out of the dental office, out of the surgery with an excellent pair of teeth and looking great for whatever they, they wanted that dental treatment for. Hell yes, the plastic surgeon can do the, the Brazilian butt, the tummy tuck, uh, the breast implants or the breast reduction, and they can make a person look like a million dollars. And definitely the insurance broker and the real estate broker can do what they do with financial services and real estate. But that's the task part of the business. There is a whole nother effort part of the business. And let me give you some percentages of what I mean by uh, the effort side and the task side. And I'm gonna go through each industry, each of the six industries that we support and maybe people will understand what I'm talking about. So what I will do now is give you the breakdown between the effort percentage and the task percentage for each of the six industries we support. And again, let's start with the attorney. The attorney most likely will spend a lot of time trying to resolve the case and putting the case together. So the attorneys will probably spend about 70% of their time on getting that case uh, you know, resolved for their client. That means there's 30% of the time available for effort. But unfortunately, the attorneys don't put time into that 30%, so they end up with cases, but they don't have any new cases coming in. So that's the reason why a lot of attorneys are broke. Because after they finish a case, they get this lump sum of money, and they may, may not have another great case, a case they can take to court and get paid for three months. You know, and this is what the deal is in Los Angeles right now. Okay, so let's go with the CPA. Uh, the CPA, they may spend about 60% of their time helping clients with their books and, and putting together all the different forms that have to be filed and doing the reporting and some do taxes and some do bookkeeping and some of them do other, you know, unique things as CPAs. I mean, they know their jobs very well. But that leaves 40% of the time to look for new clients. And even the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants said in a report, not just one time, but multiple times when I started doing this research about four to five years ago, that CPAs need to do more to build their businesses. They need to do more to find new clients and, and for the clients they have, they need to do more in helping their clients stay in business. So let's move to the dentist. 
The dentist is like the attorney. They spend 70% of their time with you know, their, their patients fixing their mouths and, and, and doing all those intermediate to complex dental treatments. This leaves about 30% of the time available to find new clients, but they don't. And see, the thing that gets me about the dentist is that they wait for people to call them. Listeners, even if you're not a white collar small business owner, and if you are a white collar small business owner and you are a dentist, you've seen these signs that say accepting new patients in front of dental clinics and dental offices. What that means is that they want people to come to them. And I, I learned like 10 years ago when I was in corporate America, maybe that was 15 years ago, when I discovered that accepting new patients uh, really means that they not, are not just accepting new patients, but they need some freaking business. They need more business. That's what that means. Uh, when employees uh, start at companies, they are they sign up for health benefits and dental benefits. And the employees are given a book that's old school, like a provider directory or new school. They go online and they have to pick a dentist. Now, if I were a dentist, I would not leave my practices success uh i would not have my practice success be dependent upon someone picking my name out of a, a a provider a dental provider directory or finding me online in some cities and like i would say in most metropolitan areas there are three thousand to five thousand dentists in like a big city like atlanta or or sacramento or Houston, or 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 or, or Columbus, Ohio, or, or Milwaukee, or something like that. There are three to five thousand dentists. You mean to tell me, as a dentist, you want someone picking your name out of a book, and that's how you're going to grow your business? I tell you what, we have a fantastic solution for independent dental practices if you want to grow your business. So, like I said, it never works. That way where consumers will call the attorney, the CPA, the dentist, the plastic surgeon, the insurance broker or, or real estate broker. It just doesn't work that way because there are so many providers. The only way a business owner could do absolutely nothing and wait for consumers to call is if the white collar small business owner is the only company in the area selling that product or service. In a small town area, like population, like 50,000 or 100,000, this could be the case where the one dentist, the one attorney, the one CPA, probably there's not a plastic surgeon in that small town and maybe a couple of insurance brokers and maybe three or four real estate brokers in this small town. But let me focus on the dentist in this small town area. There could be the case where there's just one dentist in that town making all the money because this dentist is the only dentist in town. But wait until another dentist figures out there's only one dentist in this town. This second dentist, this new dentist will think the two dentists can now see all the town's citizens. Okay, I've seen this before. 
when I was a corporate sales manager in Los Angeles County, there were doctors that had practices in Frazier, California, which is about 60, 70 miles from Los Angeles. It was a mountain community in Kern County, uh, close to Ventura County at the 5,000 uh, foot level. And these doctors wanted to be out there because there were not a lot of doctors there. But sooner or later, more doctors began to populate this small town. Okay. So back to the dentist story. This, the first dentist will be pissed off because he just lost his or her dominance in the market. Mathematically, the first dentist just lost 50% of the market to the second dentist. Now it's going to take the second dentist some time to ramp up to the 50% market share level, but it will happen. And that first dentist is going to say, man, I no longer have this, this dominance to be, to be the sole uh, provider of dental services in this small town. Now picture the scenario in a big city like Atlanta or Miami or Houston. There are literally 3,000 to 5,000 dentists in Atlanta and Houston each. A person would need to look at the total dollars spent on dental services to get an accurate assessment of how 3,000 dentists are splitting these dental expenditures in these big cities like Atlanta, Miami, or Houston. The same holds true like I said, for attorney legal services, plastic surgery services, and CPA services. The point is, listeners, when the majority of white-collar small business owners are not proactively looking for new clients, each business owner is barely making it or just getting by to pay bills and have a modest lifestyle. But there is that 5% of business owners who are proactively looking for new clients, it could be that it could be that 5% of proactive white collar small business owners controlling 25% of the market, meaning 90% of the remaining business owners only control 75% of the market. With 90% of white collar small business owners controlling only 75% of the market, you can see what problems are probably happening. These numbers typically mean there's not enough business for the 90% and some business owners will quit by going out of business. I've seen this exit from the industry a lot here in California and you know California has some unique factors which accelerate business closure but the logic applies in every state. White collar small business owners must adopt proactive business development methods to gain market share. I am so sorry to say this, but if a business owner is not proactively looking for more clients, he or she is not a true business owner. 321BizDev can help CEOs, principals, officers, and presidents gain more market share and be on the path to become true business owners. Interested parties can contact me Rick Napier, CEO at 833-321-3212 or Jaylene Rodriguez, Vice President, Business Development Specialist. She's our bilingual business development specialist uh, for English or Spanish business owners. And her number is 786-697-3400.
321BizDev LLC offers six to nine hour sales system training to help white collar salespeople improve skills and increase business development results. Business owners can also complete a five minute questionnaire by clicking the services tab on our website, 321bizdev.com. Also, click the about tab to learn more about 321bizdev LLC. There should be two to three videos that people can watch and that's a good way of learning about uh, what we do and how we feel about helping white collar small business owners. I am so sorry that I had to produce this code red episode, but I'm also letting white collar small business owners know that there is a way to install an effort based business development program. So have a great day. And please call Rick or Jaylene. And again, thanks for listening to this episode. Make it a great day.